Coming on, keeping God. You coming on, keeping God. Yeah, coming on, keeping God. You coming on, keeping God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you because each time we call in your name, you hear us. We thank you because you are always with us. We thank you because of the good things you have done, which no man can do, which no government can do. Our parents have tried, but you surpassed them all. Thank you. We honor you, Lord. We receive light into your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Let me start by um, reiterating again that this is the, a training place. It's a school. It's a seminary. In the agenda of God, the church it's a training place. We're all here to be trained. We all need training. I, I used to give the story of my life when, I, when they started helping me in church. Then I used to be in choir, understand? I stayed almost for a year. I couldn't qualify to be futured. The first day they asked me to join, my legs were shaking as if I have fever. Glory to God, I wore a very big trouser that day. And I had to hide behind people there, and I was shaking in my legs. But many years ago, this is how God has brought us. Some of us are a product of the church. I never paid a cobble. Brethren helped me. 
I became confident. You understand? I could speak. That's why I, I really honor the people that were clapping for my brother. You understand? It's not everybody that can stand before people. You understand? We learn it. So be, just avail yourself. This is a place of training. We're not ashamed. Hallelujah. All of us have been trained here. And this is a place of training. And don't be angry with us. You understand? Because we won't stop even if you're angry. Hallelujah. You know we love you so much. Amen. Yeah. So, um, today we'll be looking at something very important that I tie to the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. And our brother helped us to read this scripture, so I want us to just focus our attention in verse 13. It says, I'm reading from New King James. Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, having become a cost for us. He become. He wasn't a cost. He become. When he took upon him our sins, having become a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, what is the blessing of Abraham? What is the blessing of Abraham? What is the blessing of Abraham? Is it material wealth? Is it material wealth? Um, if you were raised in an African church like me, you probably have sung these songs in Sunday school. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons. Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let us praise the Lord. Right. <laughs> so that means some of you are like me. We grew there. Amen. <laughs> okay, what about this one? Abraham, blessing Samar. Abraham, blessed Samar. I am blessed in the morning. Abraham, blessed Samar. Hallelujah. Blessed Samar. Hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah, I'm blessed in the morning. Abraham, blessed Samaria. Pastor Cousin, you have more choir people here. Amen. For many years, I sang these songs with, the, with material wealth or blessing in mind. Because I grew in a place whereby, of course, there is hardship. So each time you hear blessing, you interpret it. <laughs> because you need blessings. <laughs> so you interpret it with material wealth. Because that's what is the, 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 the situation. Understand? I'm telling you, for many years, those songs were taken from this scripture, and I want us to read it. Very powerful songs, I'm telling you. Let's read some of these uh, scriptures. There are other scriptures, but I just picked this one. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Hallelujah. Verse 29, chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Well, this is where I was trying to go. Nothing is wrong with material wealth. Nothing is wrong with wealth. But that's not what those songs were referring to. Nothing was wrong or nothing is wrong with material wealth. Last time I, I, I dealt with an issue which I titled, When the Minister is a Body. And the focus of that teaching is to ensure that we become serious to as much as possible to be empowered economically for the essence of the gospel. So we are up here for you to become serious, to have financial and material wealth. You understand? There's nothing wrong with them. But then these scriptures are not talking about that. That's what we are dealing today. Hallelujah. Now, some people teach that the blessings of Abraham is threefold. Available to Christians today. One, they said, material blessing, assets. So, that every believer, once you, you come into Christ by faith, you should have material wealth. You understand? 
But I don't know. Maybe, Pastor Kola, you have to help us when you come to take our issue of money again. Whether material wealth is gotten by wealth or by works. <laughs> Amen. Secondly, he said financial blessing, money. I don't know during Abraham's time whether he uses money. The third is physical blessing. Has to do with health. So that's a teaching that is threefold. And because that's what they call the blessing of Abraham. I've seen another teaching also that put it into sevenfold, not threefold. Sevenfold. They said that God will make you first. They said, I will, I, they picked this from Galatians chapter, sorry, from Genesis chapter 12. He said, first is, I will make you into a great nation. That's the first fold of Abraham's blessing. The second fold is, I will bless you. The third fold is, I will make your name great. Next is, I will be, you will be a blessing. The, top, the, the next one is, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. As I said, they picked it from here. So they say it's sevenfold. And they said, when you combine them all together, that the, that the result of it is protection. Blessing, physical, material, financial, just like we have said, and fame and recognition. And so each time they wake up in the morning or in the night or any time, and they keep declaring to themselves that God will make them, make them and their families into a great nation. God will bless them and their family. God will make their name great, that is, they will be famous, you understand, upon the face of the earth. They and their family will be a blessing. God will bless those who bless them. And whoever causes them will be cursed. In fact, they, in relation to this, they normally quote this scripture. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I see that scripture is their own. Because if you read it in the context, he was talking about a nation. Hallelujah. So, and people on the earth will be blessed through them and their families. Now, let's go back to this scripture. Now, I want us to shed, uh, let me shed some light again. Now, you see, one of the greatest ways to run into error when you go into scripture is to read scripture separately. You understand? And I know we are dealing with an issue in the, in the and that's why those, if you, if you also select which service you come to church, you really be deficient. And we're dealing with a very serious matter on the cell units. And we're, one of the problems that people select scripture is, is dealt with in the, in the cell meeting. You understand? So this division of Old Testament, New Testament, then we, 
are New Testament believers and we are in the New Testament, we don't need the old. You understand? It's really, it came out of this kind of selective reading. But as God will help us, that's why there's no scripture from Genesis to Revelation that is of lighter weight. And that's the reason why you have to know the entire Bible. And that helps you to read the Bible together. You can't interpret any scripture outside the entire Bible because the entire Bible is a context. If you remove it and interpret it alone, you run into error. So every scripture you read has its interpretation in the Bible. So what we said, scripture interprets scripture, not you. So if you read a scripture and you don't understand it, continue reading. You will go and find another scripture that helps you to understand the other scripture. Are we together? Galatians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. And the scriptures, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham. Beforehand saying, in you all the nation shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with the believing Abraham. So from where did Paul quote this scripture? Because he said, and the scriptures. So Paul was cutting from somewhere. And the scriptures foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith. He said he preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. And this is the gospel. That in you, all the nations shall be blessed. You know, when you read the Bible, you see the gospel presented in different form. Are we together? In different form. We will look at this later on. But I want to move. Where is this scripture quoted from? Let's go back to that scripture. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Verse 3. Let me just stay at verse 3 because we're going to read from verse 1 downward. This was how God put it to Abraham. I will bless those who blessed you. And I will curse him who cursed you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Again, in chapter 22, verse 18, he reiterated this again. Genesis 22, verse 18. He said, in your seed, now you see, in Genesis chapter 12, he said, in you, but now, in you means not in Abraham. Are we together? But he was referring to his seed through him. Are we together? He said, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. 
he was talking about faith because God talked to Abraham what he's about to do and Abraham believed. So God, that's what the meaning of he obeyed my voice. That is, he believed what God has said. So when God said to Abraham, in you all the nations shall be blessed. He meant in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And Paul helped us to know the seed he was talking about. That seed is Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. Please follow me. I want you to be opening your Bible. It's very important because you, we need to look at it together. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. He said, and now to Abraham and his seed, we are the promise made. He did not say, and to, this, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. So now you see, in Genesis, he was referring to seed. Now, another scripture somewhere helped us to understand the seed. If you are just reading uh, uh, Genesis alone, you might think he was talking about Isaac. Or he was talking about mango seeds. No. So let's go back to Galatians 6. I mean, 3 verse 6. He said, just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures for saying that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations, shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with the believing Abraham. Now from this scripture, we can see clearly here that the way of faith is the way of blessing. That the way of faith is the way of blessing. Verse 10 of Galatians chapter 3, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, curse is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Here again, we see that, that the way of the law is a way of curse, is the way of curse. But you might ask, what is this blessing? And what is this cause or causing? So, another way to learn to interpret scripture is that each time you go into the scripture, do not carry your culture of today. Do not carry your understanding of words of today. No, no. First and foremost, your duty is to understand the dispensation and the time and the culture and, and, the, and, and who was saying it. And to who was he saying it? And then you understand it in their day. You have to understand the word in their time. In their time. You understand? Because only then you can be able now to bring it back now 
announce your culture and explain it to people in your culture. Culture is not the same. Remember, I, I dealt with an, uh, something some times ago concerning dressing. Are we together? Yes. And, I, I, and we are trying to talk about how they hear it at that time. So don't quickly, immediately, you read the scripture. You just start declaring. I decree and declare. I decree. No, what are you declaring? You understand? Even the Bible says, I, like we, we, uh, Paul was speaking, you understand? I think in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, we do as, as David. He said, we believe and then we speak. You, you understand what I'm saying? No, you don't start declaring. You have to understand and believe. And understand what is being said before you start declaring. What is this blessing? Is it the one we know from Africa? What about cost? Is it the one we have in Africa? Generational cost. Those people from the village, they cannot catch me. I am running abroad. Some of us don't want to go to our villages. Amen. That's why we are trying to deal in the foundation school. You understand? That you know in you, you have defeated Satan by coming into Christ. And you are not afraid of him. You understand? Because you are not standing on your own righteousness. You are standing on the merit of Christ. He is the one that lifted you and no one can bring you down. It's not a tenor. That's where we are. That's where we have been. And will continue to be. So we don't come into the presence. We are there since the day we came in. We have never gone out. And we can never go out. I mean, we can never go out. Because you know why? We are not the one who sustain ourselves. You understand? He helps us to come in. And he's the one that is sustaining us. So he is the bringer. He is the sustainer. Are we together? If you are the one that brought yourself, that means you will keep yourself. So the theme or the message of Galatians chapter 3 is justification by faith. If you read the entire chapter, it's talking about how God justifies Gentiles, how God is about justification by faith. So in context, the terms are associated with God's promise to Abraham. So that means now we are beginning to have light based according to the context of the scripture. That with this is associating it with the promise. And what's this promise? I want us to see something. He started by saying, oh, ye foolish Galatians. Verse 1, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes, who Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to, this only I want you to learn. Okay, this only I to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith? Did you hear that? There's no material things here. How? Receiving the spirit by faith? Are you foolish? Having begun in the spirit, 
So the way of faith is the way of the spirit. Are you not being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Verse 5, therefore, he who supplies the spirit, the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And verse 13, for Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. He said, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There is nothing material from the beginning to the end of the chapter. It's talking about the promise of God, the way of faith. It's talking about how they received the Spirit, how they were justified, how Christ has saved them. You understand? So that means a blessing is not referring to material blessing. The seed through which the blessing will come was not a biological seed of Abraham. The seed is Christ as we have seen. So the term blessing has to do with God's solution to the problem of sin in Christ. That's the term blessing. Abraham's blessings cannot be material because before God's promise to bless and to make Abraham a blessing. He already possessed material blessings. Let's look at that scripture. He already possessed it. Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. He says, so Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haram. Verse 5, then Abraham, Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lord, his brother's sons, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham had material things. He had material possession. He had even, in those days, it included even, he had servants. So when God, in that condition, when he gathered all his things, when God was coming to say, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing, he was not referring to material blessing. Abraham had them, he had them already. And God was not saying, I'm going to add it to you. He's not saying I'm going to make you the richest person on earth. That was not it. Because that was not the goal of God. There is something higher that God wanted to do on earth. Something bigger. Something, something that needs the rescuing of humanity. 
So as you know, Christ's death and resurrection, we are not for temporal things like material wealth. You know, we have already clarified that that place I was talking about in you, you understand? We saw it in chapter 22, that it's in your seed. And we saw it again, the seed is Christ. So of course, that means Christ will not, Christ did not die and resurrect for material and temporal things. No. So, if your Christianity, if your reason for coming to Christ is to gain material wealth, you are missing it. You are missing it. You are missing it. Because he didn't come for that. If it is for material things, he will not have come. In fact, Abraham had them before he announced to him. So there will be no need for him to have said anything. I hope you know that Cain, who was cursed, even before, are we together? Remember Cain and Abel? Before Abraham, he was cursed, but he was wealthy in material things. Then if your definition of this blessing is material wealth, then you need to think again. How can a man that is cursed is wealthy? Material wealth does not worth our commitment to God. If your commitment to God is for resources, for material wealth, then something is wrong. No. Material wealth is not what our prayer and fasting. It's not what my commitment to go to church, to suffer. You see, we have been taught wrongly. And that's why you don't last in the faith. You understand? Because once you pecked, you see that the reason why I should come to church is that God should do something for me. After all, I'm serving him. You see, your understanding of why Christ came has a fault. No. That's why you ask people, you are teaching me this, Jesus. How does he put food in my table? You see, that kind of ignorance is terrible. Because you are not aware of even a terrible problem. So to be blessed means to be accepted. To be blessed means to be accepted. To have favor with God, to be favored. Calling and keeping God. Yahweh, covenant-keeping God. You are. Shalakabadadu sabalada. Matanana namasotila dadudadadabatu salakadabadada. Aya. Shalakabada. Now listen, listen. Listen. And to be cursed means to be rejected, not to be accepted, not to be favored, or to be forbidden. So look at this scripture. I want to read it in New Living Translation. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6 and 9. He said, in the same way, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous. Because of his faith. 
So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing. Abraham received because of his faith. This is a question from this scripture. What is this blessing Abraham received because of his faith? What is this blessing? Ah, speak to me. What is this blessing Abraham received because of his faith? Righteousness. Righteousness. Justification. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. So when the Bible says that Christ, remember, that is what Christ came to do. Christ has redeemed us, not from material poverty. Listen, you do not need faith in Christ to gain material wealth. You do it by works, and we taught you here. You understand? This laziness that is in the church, you just come, you people this. I believe, Lord, you should come, you should come, come where? Go and walk. That's what we told you. We told you that. Don't come and be making. We told you how to make wealth. It's by walking. The last time we showed, Acts chapter 20, Paul said, I showed you how this hand. He said, we walk day and night. That was not, they were not praying. It wasn't praying day and night. They were walking in their business. You sleep and snores and you expect to make wealth. How? Then you call Abraham blessing. What do you mean by that? You don't become committed. Don't come to church just because you need wealth. No, that's not how to make wealth. It's clear in scriptures. It's by works. Go and walk. The faith of Abraham led to his justification. And that is the blessing of Abraham. That we share today. That's a blessing. Glory to Jesus. We also like Abraham. We are justifying Christ through faith. We are justified. What does it mean to be justified? Hallelujah. It means to be sanctified. It means to be pure. It means to be holy. It means to be blameless, faultless, and accepted. No, I don't need to do anything to be accepted. You understand? You know, one of the, one of the, the pressure of today is to belong. You understand? There must, there, there must be some hairstyle you must carry to feel you are, you are, you are belonging. There must be some kinds of dressing, some kind of things you must do. So people are under pressure. I must hold an iPhone, not even an iPhone, iPhone 13, iPhone Plus, whatever you are calling it. The point is that you just want to feel among. But in Christ, you don't need to do anything. You are accepted. You understand? The color you are, you are accepted. Some of you, I see you complaining. You say, hey, racism, racism, they don't like me, they don't like me. But God likes you the way you are. He likes your height. He likes your nose. You don't need to do plastic surgery. That's very easy in the essence. 
Some don't like their boots, don't like their whatever. That's what they do. You understand? All these things we are seeing the pressure on, on, on Facebook is because there is something that is ringing. You must do something for you to be liked. And that's why until some people punch that thing and say, like, 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 already you are feeling depressed. No. Come to God that accepts you the way you are. He likes you this way. You are faultless before him. Yes, you are faultless. Don't come to him with any guilt. This time you come to him not on your merits. When you come to pray, come to him knowing that you are faultless before him. You understand? You know, there's a way we are taught prayer. When you come to prayer first, you have to confess your sins. Then, then next thing, you have to sing so that you can make God happy. No, in Christ, he is happy with you. In Christ, he's happy with you. You don't need a formula to come to him in prayer. No. How you are feeling a lot today, I didn't like it. No, don't just come and feel and think it is your singing that will make his heart happy. Then before now, he'll look about. What is the meaning of that? No. God has nothing against you. He's delighted in you. He's pleased with you in Christ. There's nothing you can do to change it. Once you are in him, he's pleased with you. You know, we normally quote that scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We remove it from the entire context. You understand? As if the faith is talking about when God said, the Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. You think that it's something that you need to to do, you, to continue doing while you are in Christ before you are, you, are, you are pleasing with him. When you read to the entire context, you will understand the kind of faith he's talking about. He's talking about the faith you have in Christ when you come to him. And each time you come into him, he's pleased with you. And not because of what you have done, because of what Christ has done. And he has imputed into you the righteousness of Christ. That is the blessing. It's a relief. That's the greatest of blessing. You understand? To live this life without burden of guilt. To live this life without burden, without pressure of God as a tax master, but as a loving father. That is rest. That is the blessing of Abraham. David also described it, and I want us to see it. He described this blessedness. Hallelujah. Psalms 32. Glory to Jesus. Blessed is, a, blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sins is covered. Blessed is a man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. He said, and in whose spirit 
there is no deceit. That is the blessedness. To whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. Abraham was not just blessed. It's one thing to know that you are blessed. But God said, I will bless you. And I will make you a blessing. Are, are we together? He said, I will bless you. And I will make you a blessing. And we have understood how, what, what that means to be a blessing. Now, through Abraham, what Abraham has received is also to be extended to others. Are we together? To be extended to others. And Abraham was first priesthood. And then God made him his, his, his mouthpiece. Abraham was to pass that to the next generation. Come and be blessed by God. This is what the Lord is about to do. And I saw it. Oh, glory to Jesus. <laughs> you know, most times we used to think that Abraham is an industrialist. He's a businessman. No, Abraham is a prophet. A prophet that declares the good tidings of God. Genesis chapter 2. Chapter 20, Genesis 20, verse 7. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife. He was talking about Abraham. For he is a prophet. And he will pray for you. And you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die. And you and all who are Yours. He's a prophet of God. Abraham is a prophet. Jesus told the Jews, listen to what he said. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Abraham saw it. He said, and he was. He saw it. He said, and he was glad. You know, you know how sometimes each time I'm climbing this river, I'm just, I'm just happy. Because I'm there's something I know God is doing in our lives. And I see us becoming mighty as God desires. And so he gladdens our heart. He gladdens our heart. Abraham was a preacher. Preacher of war. Preacher of this good tidings that God told him. You understand? He was a spokesman of this good tidings in Christ. Abraham passed to Isaac. Not money, not industries. Each time you hear that he lays hands upon them and they pray, that's what they are passing there. It's an ordination. He passed the good news. He passed the good news. That's what the blessing means. In the New Testament, I want you to read it. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Apostle Paul told Timothy, that I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your modern Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. This is the real blessing. 
when you pass faith to your children and to your generation, what will you pass? What will you pass to the next generation? God in his, that's what he has made you and I. First is to bless us and to make us a blessing. How did Timothy get this faith? Paul noted it. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. He said, and that from a childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It is from scriptures. You know, I used to tell people that parenting has a window. If you miss it, you miss it forever. You can go back and do degree again and again. But as a window, if you miss it, you miss it. And this is the time the devil have deceived our parents to release us to others. And then in the name that they are looking for uh, uh, wealth for us. This is the real wealth. If you are a believer here, hear me. You give your, your children anything aside the faith is useless. You will see them squander it to nothing. The parents of Timothy, the grandmother knew this. See the chain. The grandmother was blessed. She received the faith. She now passed it to her daughter. The daughter received it and now passed it to this next generation, which is Timothy. When men of all lay hands to bless their offsprings, at the time of their death, it was not well they are passing. No, no, not at all. They lay hands to ordain them into the ministry of proclaiming the good tidings in Christ. So Abraham passed it to Isaac, and Isaac passed it to Jacob, and Jacob passed it to his children. Joseph held it. He lived his days when he was going. He told them, don't leave my bones here. The men saw something and they kept passing it on. Will you be the one to break the chain? What are you passing? The prophetic ministry is a ministry of proclaiming the gospel. It's a ministry of proclaiming the good tidings. When you call whichever prophet, the way we segment them today, whether major prophet, minor prophet, or sub-minor prophet, the point is that their ministry is one, is to proclaim the good tidings that is to come. Like Abraham, our father, in Christ we are blessed, and we become a blessing. Our blessedness, our justification, our blessedness, in Christ is our ordination into ministry of reconciliation. Yes, sir. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you before you begin to speak about the good tidings. The moment you come, you are blessed. You become a blessing. You become the one that sends the good tidings. 
So you will become a doctor, but you are a prophet. Hallelujah. You are an engineer, but you are a prophet. Hallelujah. No. Just being a nurse is not the goal. It's not the, it's not the calling. The calling is a prophetic call. That you become the one who blesses others. The world has not been captured yet by God. The desire of God is that the whole earth will be filled with his glory. And that's what it means. That's what it means. Don't belittle yourself. You are a prophet. You are. Yes. You are a prophet. God's first reconciled us to himself through Christ. And then gives us this ministry of reconciliation. What is this all about? <laughs> it is about announcing the good tidings. The good news. The good news that is in Christ. That God is not counting people's sins against them. <laughs> God is not counting people's sins against them. That is the good tidings. In Christ you come. God is not counting people's sins against them. That's the good tidings. This has nothing to do with wealth. It is good for the rich, for the poor, for the lame, for the sick. For those who are healthy. All of us are fall short for the glory of God. In Adam, we fell. But in Christ, we have received victory. In Christ, we have received justification. We are blessed. It's only in Christ. You don't get it anywhere. That is the gospel. In closing, let me, let me read this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 14. For the love of Christ compel us. Because we judged thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no man according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. For many of us, we are at the, at the other side. He has reconciled us, but you just sit down there. No, no. You are blessed, but you just sit down there. No, no. You are blessed to become a blessing. Are we together? You are blessed to become a blessing. You have been reconciled to take up the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. That is it. He said, who has reconciled us? Who has reconciled us? 
Now all things are of God. Who have reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling all, reconciling all of us, the world, to himself. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. What are you going to pass to your children? What are you going to pass to the next generation? Please stop that. Don't be lazy. Go and walk. Use your brain. You understand? You will make money. When we come to church, we come to address a higher problem. Are we together? Resources does not water our commitment. It's a higher thing we do. We don't neglect wealth, but that is not why Jesus died. Then the blessing of Abraham is not material wealth. Can you pray? Lord, help me. Let it not end with me. Let it not end, oh God, with me. I want to pass it on. I'm a prophet of God. Understand? It's not about the name. That's a position. It's not about the name. That's the ministry God has called you. Don't belittle yourself. It's not a title. When they call you a prophet, don't just say, mm, no, me, I'm not a prophet. Mm. No, you are. Is a minister of reconciliation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are rising. We will rise. Thank you, Father. Your will.